It's the Snobbies! Welcome to the Snubbies, ladies and gentlemen. This Hello, is Evan. everybody. Hi, it is Joey here, too. We have a very, very interesting episode this, uh, well, I can't say this week because we're bi-weekly at this point. We're a little bi, so. Um, always have been. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> so uh, this uh, this episode, that's, I think it's the proper way to say it. Yeah. What are we going to talk about, Joey? We're going to be talking about food. Yes. The second sexiest thing in the world besides breasts. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, I kind of agree. I I'm. Uh, but food and film, of course, because this is a film yeah. podcast. So I've been threatening this episode for a couple of episodes now. Um, AMC has a list of their top seventeen food scenes. I don't know why it's a seventeen. We'll narrow it down to ten. We're gonna we're gonna come up with the top ten, not in any particular order, uh, just the top ten food related scenes in movie. Um, but we'll we'll get to that in a second because, mm. ah, Joey, since. We have seen each other. The bomb has dropped. <gasps> Is that what you're calling it? Did you? Okay, we're talking Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters finally got released for all of this this buildup and all of this crap that has been spewed. <laughs> it finally got released. I know I have an opinion. Evan is passionate about this film. Um, I loved it. No, I didn't. Oh. I really didn't. Um, mm. what, what are your thoughts? I, I, first of all, do you hate it as much as I love the first one? Because I know our listeners know no, how much absolute, I love it. No, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, Here, here's the thing. I, I do acknowledge that I feel like I have to overcompensate my disdain for it mm-hmm. to overcompensate the grossly overstated love for the people that were paid to review this movie. And I say that not in a conspiracy sort of way. Did you know that Sony was actually caught paying uh, people to write positive reviews for movies in the past? Yeah, there are all sorts of corrupt on there. Yeah, so this PR. this isn't a new thing. So everything that I've ever read about or seen regarding uh, this being a fake campaign of misogyny, like anti-misogyny, which don't get me wrong, misogyny serves no purpose in this world, but to use it as a tool to sell movie tickets, that's really disingenuous to audience goers. It's true, and I think it has a lot to do with the content of this movie. Yeah, so... It really is a theme of it. So my my biggest complaint, especially now after seeing it, first off, there's... there's I... I I went home and immediately recorded like a 35 minute rant on what was wrong with this movie. Yeah, are we going to hear that or are you just going to sum it up and five? I you know I I think I might upload it separately because uh I, I it does go on for a while and and I do apologize. <laughs> I I just can't do it here. Um it is a passionate recording people. I've yeah, heard it. Yeah. I heard but, it. But just to um sorry, I almost knocked over the computer here. Just to to sum up, I mean, there there are technical things. I think the editing is bad. The ghosts look crappy because it's all this like neon color. These aren't complaints that are new. The, the these are complaints that have been echoed on numerous other like YouTube movie review channels, mostly women YouTube movie reviewers, which is interesting. Um, so it's not it's not a misogyny thing. It's like an actual technical thing that even the women are picking up on. But regardless, regardless of that. Um, my biggest complaint is for all of the, oh, men hate women starring in movies bullshit. For all of that stuff that was spewed before the movie was released, there sure was a, a lot of man-hating going on in this movie. Like, a, a lot. lot. Yeah, this is true. And it's it's one of those things, like, 
I know I know a couple people that declare themselves as feminists, but they're not really feminists. They're reverse misogynists in the ter- in the sense that like they don't want women equality. They want women placed above men. Mm. Which don't get me wrong, there's certain there's certain instances where that's okay. Oh, most definitely. But if you if you want to spew all this rhetoric about equality, this equality, that you can't turn around and be like, well, this movie's misogynist because, or you, the reviewers are misogynist because they don't want to see women. You can't turn around and say that you like this movie because it's got a lot of man hating. And I mean, I, I don't even give a shit about spoiler. Alert. I'm going to talk about uh, spoiler alerts. I'm going to talk about the end of this movie. The the end scene in order to defeat the big giant ghost guy, mm-hmm. they shoot him in the dick. Yeah. So I, and I again, I listened to your rant. And I think you the most valid point that you had was. That it was uninspired. And yes. It, they, they, Unmotivated, uninspired. They showed up to work, and I think they, you know, they relied on, you know, ad-libbing and, yeah. like, your comments on the editing and all that. I There were some great laughs. There were some great written jokes. Okay, tell me what some of your favorite laughs <clears> were, because I, and, and here's the thing, my wife was the first to accuse me. She asked how I liked it, and I said, I didn't like it, and she goes, yeah, well, you went into it wanting to hate it. And I was like, fair enough, but. Sure. Um. I I can't remember honestly the scenes that made me laugh and I feel bad saying this it, it was Chris Hemsworth stuff he was great that was a fun character so so I want to know what what made you laugh sure. but first off uh, Kate McKinnon yeah well I mean I yeah she made me laugh my friend but here's the thing is everyone that was loving this movie said Kate McKinnon stole the movie her performance was amazing. What did she do that was so amazing? I think it's in comparison to the other performances, unfortunately. Because they were so flat? I wish they would have given Kristen Wiig's character something. There was literally nothing. She was just man-hungry. I mentioned this in in the 35-minute rant that I do, that Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are playing the exact same characters that they've played their entire career, but I'm not sick and tired of Kristen Wiig yet. Yeah, I've. This is the movie that finally made Melissa uh, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I've forgotten her name already. Um, this is the movie for me. She's finally jumped the shark. I'm off board the Melissa McCarthy train. Well, and it should. You know, they're essentially playing Venkman and Stance. You know, they're what they're following up kind of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd's characters. Yes and no. A I little mean, bit. I here's the thing. Aside from the fact that there's three white characters and one black character, I didn't really see a lot of similarities between the four characters. I guess they're the two lead Ghostbusters, is what I'm trying to say. Egon was kind of like the third, you know, quirky guy, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on. I don't think I'm on board with that. I guess it was evenly distributed because Leslie Jones had a lot of yeah. airtime. I mentioned this uh, in the rant too. Leslie Jones's character was treated better than Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah, in the sure. fact that she had more of a backstory. Sure. She actually, she actually had a character. Whereas I felt like, as much as I love the original, and mm. I love the original. Ernie Hudson really just kind of felt like he was thrown in there. Most definitely. Like I half, bet they cut out a lot of stuff. Too. Yeah. Like halfway through the movie, they're like, oh, should we put a black guy in here? Like maybe we should put a black guy <laughs> Well, it was guy supposed in. to be Eddie Murphy, right? So they probably yeah. had bigger plans for well, that. Oh, that's true too. That, but, Fair um, enough. But Leslie Jones had, I'm surprised people aren't talking more about Leslie Jones than they are Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Well, the screenplay is, was really lackluster. It, it was really horrible. wasn't good. Some of the worst writing I've ever um, seen on screen. And it, it's weird, this new trend of these reboots I hate to say this; it might piss a lot of people off. The new Star Wars—it's like, let's just make the Death Star, but it's just like you know, a little different. 
It's like, <laughs> let's just do Ghostbusters, but hey, it's a little different and we really don't have to justify anything. Fair enough. And these women are so funny, we'll just kind of record them doing their thing. Do you think Star Wars Episode Seven is better than the Ghostbusters remake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It ain't okay. even close. J.J. Abrams made a hell of a movie. Eh, that's all I wanted I, to say. I enjoyed Ghostbusters, the new one. Unfortunately, it, it left me wanting a little bit more. That being said, Kate McKinnon singing the, the 80s song was a great scene. I forget what the song is. She's funny. She's funny. Her look, her face I, is funny. I don't disagree. Her entire performance in the movie, minus like two scenes where she's explaining the, the contraptions that she's invented, aside from that, her entire performance throughout mm. the entire movie are one-second cutaway shots. And it shouldn't be that way. No, it she shouldn't. should have been able to take the ball and run the whole the fucking The screenplay movie. should have been stronger. That was our first swear. Oh, watch out. Put here, we got a chalkboard here. <laughs> One. <laughs> the screenplay should have been stronger for all of them. They, I think the producers, the editors, all everyone kind of came together and was like, okay, this is we're going to have to ride this, like, these cuts, but... I will say one now, thing. The, the, the re- they, they, we have a recording. Sorry, everybody. We're spoiling Ghostbusters. And they <laughs> lean in, and it's a fart. I mean, I'm, I the, laugh. No. I laugh. Dude, you seriously laughed at that? Come on. That's such bullshit. Uh, yeah, it, I, reverted, I reverted to <laughs> little kid Joey, and yeah, that's funny. Do you know why I didn't laugh at that? Because I saw it coming 10 seconds beforehand. You're so mad at You're so mad at this movie. The end monster was good looking, except, yeah, he gets shot in the crotch. You didn't laugh at that, did you? <laughs> is this is that legal? Is that uh, I don't know. Is that FDA approved? Sorry, that was in your house. I apologize. I don't care. But here's the thing: I didn't do, you I didn't do that just to be funny. <laughs> you legit didn't laugh at that. You're laughing. laughing now, you're now. laughing now because I'm so serious about it. <laughs> but you didn't just laugh at that. I didn't just laugh at that. Okay. okay I mean, let's just now, okay, but. That being said, mm-hmm. the, the the two scenes I remember is someone lip syncing and then a fart recorded. Those were my highlights. Those were my laughing highlights. That That's not a, a good thing. No, That's it not says a, a good lot. thing. So here, I just want to throw this out. We we really shouldn't rant too much on this. Um, no, because I could I could go all night on this. Um, one of my biggest complaints leading up to this was that American markets. Um, really play to like the Chinese market, like American studios play to the Chinese market. And I kind of mentioned this in the rant is that they're worried about jokes being lost in translation right. so that it's subtle, an international market. They're it's an international. Yeah. It's not, not just, it's not just Chinese. Chinese is the biggest market. That's why I say Chinese. Um, China. I'm not Donald Trump over here. <laughs> Blame China for everything. I love China. Uh, it's very in. I mean, India is another huge market. The yeah. difference is, is that there's like four or five languages within India, where in a huge industry, Chinese has own. one. Yeah, and right. China, China has one language. Um, the point is, is that subtle jokes get lost in translation. So, in order to appeal to a larger foreign market, the jokes have to be so on the nose and so beat you over the head with it. It's true that these quote fart jokes mm-hmm. do need to be overt, and the problem is. They suck. They're not funny. I mean, can you imagine? I can imagine a movie like Sideways not playing well in China. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But that movie was not made for a Chinese market. That movie was made for an American market. Right. And I think that's that was the problem with this entire production. And they had to cater to that, knowing that there's a bunch of fools out there in the entire world, just like me, that's going to laugh at that damn fart joke and give them my, you know, twelve dollars or whatever it was. I. I'm debating whether or not I ever pay to see a Sony movie again because this was mm. so obvious. It was. I mean, we were talking. 
Hillary Slimer's Clinton. girlfriend. Well, like, we didn't need that. No, we didn't. Uh, but I like, get it. You're trying to sell stuff. Like Hillary Clinton and uh, Debbie Wasserman, like literally stole the DNC uh, away from Bernie Sanders because of like uh, like a fake campaign that they or not a fake campaign, but like a skewed campaign. Like that that was proven. Kind of Sony doing the same thing in terms of like running a very dishonest campaign. Yeah, and like the interview they the were behind all bullshit, that, all bullshit. their emails. Yeah, maybe we should start questioning Sony and what they're doing over there in Culver City. <laughs> Russia, if you're listening to this, uh, if you could hack Sony <laughs> and let us know what's well, going on. You know what? Good effort. They paid a bunch of people. It got people to know who Kate McKinnon was. Yes, it, it if that, didn't. Uh, if the if what we take away from this movie is the fact that Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones become bigger stars, mm-hmm. okay. And you're right. It's it's peeling those. Uh, layers off of Melissa McCarthy knowing that she doesn't have range and she's, she's a the next pony. Kristen Wiig has the range though. Do you see the skeleton twins? She does. She's great. She's I love amazing. I love Kristen Wiig. Always have. Me too. Yeah. But uh yeah, whatever. Let's let's it eat. It was all right. Hey. Let's, let's eat. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. So uh are we are we going to take a break? We we should take a break. Um so when we come back we're going to scrutinize the AMC top 17 food scenes of all time. And we're going to give you the top 10 newly made food scenes of all time. So we'll, we'll be right back. Ooh. Be if you want. I'm just chomping at the bit to eat some of this food. Well, so here's the thing, guys. Um, welcome back, first off. Hey. Um, there is such a thing, I believe it's called misophonia, where people, if they hear something that they really, really don't like, actually get a physical reaction. For me, I have misophonia. Um, mm. When it comes to, uh, like, my son, we took to the beach for the 4th of July. And, you know, he's he was uh, 16 months at the time, and he, for some reason, just liked putting sand in his mouth. Huh. Um, I realized very quickly I have misophonia when it comes to uh, inedible objects in someone's <laughs> mouth chomping. The uh, crunching of sand? The crunching of sand. Huh. Even, even right now. like Yeah, that's not pleasant. No, and he does it with rocks, too, in our backyard. I mean, I love my kid. I feel like he's smart, <laughs> he's but sometimes he looks like a dumb, f- like, what ah. the f- Shit, two, three. Oh, uh, swearing too much. You, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what? When my girlfriend stretches out, me so hornier when I hear oh, her. Because wow. ooh, that turns me on. So the reason I bring up misophonia is because for some people, if they hear someone chewing, it does elicit a very visceral reaction. So that, that's why you don't see a lot of eating in movies. Exactly. So to that we say. We're gonna eat during this whole podcast. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so I'm currently eating a piece of celery. I've got a carrot. How does that sound? So I, I'm i sorry I'm not sorry that <laughs> we're going to torture some people. Because we're going to eat throughout hmm. this whole podcast while we talk about food scenes in movies. Yeah. So why do you think the AMC made this? Um, Is there a food fetish, you think? I don't know. I don't know if it was like during uh, like a holiday part. And just okay, this is a bell pepper. 
We have a little bit of healthy oh, and a little wait, bit of unhealthy. Wait, I'm gonna let you open this because oh, um, man. here I'll, I'll, I'll okay. give you my. So we were told, uh, or Joey, I was like, we need to open everything, so we're not doing it on the air. He said there is one thing that we have to, we have to open on the air. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't as good as I was expecting it. But uh, people know that that is the sound of Pringles. That's a Pringles. Because you know they have a good crunch. Pringles. I was expecting more of like a tennis ball opening. So we've got some other snacks here that we're just going to drive everybody absolutely batshit crazy with. Um, oh, man. I haven't had a Pringles in a minute. Yeah. I, I mean, guess I, a Pringle. Here's here's some Chex Mix coming at you. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. So, like I said, sorry, not sorry. So. Okay. AMC, American Movie Classics, or is it American Movie Channel? Whatever uh-huh. the hell it is. Classics? Everyone has AMC, um, unless you live in the South. And uh, they, for some reason, they came up with a top 17 food scene list. Um, 17 is an obscene number, number. I don't know why they came up with 17. That's weird. Don't really care to know why, but they did. So we're not going to do 17 because we're not obscene, but we will do a top 10. And then between that, or at the end of that top 10, we will decide what our number one would be. Yeah. Do we want to go through their list? Yeah. Let's go through it really quick. Why? Eat. Real quick. All right, just bell pepper. Because we really, you and I really don't agree on this list. No. We'll have a few crossovers. For the most part. Um, all right, so here, let me just do this really, really quick. Um, we'll try to touch on it super quick. Um, it's it's kind of hard to talk and eat at the same time because I've been I trained yeah. so well by my mother and father to have good manners that I, I feel weird. Well, I'm still doing that. No, my stomach's probably gonna hurt at the end of this. Oh well. All right. So, in no particular order for AMC, they have. Yeah, because I gotta pause to swallow. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. That's why. Um. Oh. So, guess who's coming to dinner? The dinner scene. Uh, Gold Rush, Charlie Chaplin's Gold Rush. Just got bombed by a fly here. Uh, <laughs> the potato. Or is it potato or dinner rolls that are on the forks? Ooh, I think they're. I think they're dinner, dinner rolls. rolls. I think so. Anyways, uh, Bride of Bride of Frankenstein teaching the monster to eat. Uh, the apartment Baxter cooks. The Great Race, uh, the pie fight, Lady and the Tramp, the spaghetti scene, everyone knows that one, Animal House, the food fight, My Dinner with Andre, the entire movie, A Christmas Story, uh, Ralphie being a little piggy, Splash, uh, Lobster Etiquette, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the breakfast scene, the intro breakfast scene, Nine and a Half Weeks, Experimenting with the Food in the Fridge, When Harry Met Sally, the Yes, Yes, Yes scene, Goodfellas, uh, Making the Sauce in Prison. Pulp Fiction, the five dollar shake, American Pie, banging the pie, and Harold and Kumar, the final scene with uh, with White Castle. Um, this is a weird list. Yeah, this is a weird list because they obviously tried to throw a few like super classics in there. Uh, I mean, I I agree with the Charlie Chaplin uh, Gold Rush scene. I actually love that scene. Yeah, but, if we're talking film history, you know what I think? It just kind of hit me. This is probably their summer lineup, and they're like, oh, let's release a list. And so we'll get free advertisement for the movies we're about to show, and we have the rights to show. Not a bad AMC. I got you pegged. Not a bad guess right? there. That's why we're disrespecting you and eating this whole time. Okay, this is your fault, AMC. Our listeners can blame AMC for making a stupid list that we're going to change. Oh. Sorry, I did three three Pringles on that one. Okay, so yes, the Charlie Chaplin one is, I is mean, here, iconic. Here, here's the thing. Um, Guess who's coming to dinner? The whole dinner scene that 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 scene doesn't have to do with food. It just happens to take place at dinner. Oh, I guess maybe. Uh, well, fuck it. Uh, well, it should be done with food. Well, it should have. Here's food. the thing. I feel like there's a couple variations of like what a food scene is. Either the food has to play a huge part in it. Mm-hmm. The scene has to be iconic in and of itself. 
Yeah. Or definitely. Or something to the effect of like, I said the, f- the food plays a huge part in it. Like, it better play some part of it. It can't just be like a character chewing gum. You know. Yeah. Like, well, I was gonna say like Brad Pitt and meet Joe Black when he eats the peanut butter. That's kind of that's kind of a big deal because it's it's death eating peanut butter. He's never experienced peanut butter before. It's kind of watch sure. like watching a young kid. Sure. Um. So between those, but it's not like nine and a half weeks. No, God, no, Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, here's the thing. Guess who's coming to dinner? Off the list. Not just not a fan of that one. I mean, it's it's a great. Here's the thing. These are all great movies. I'm not taking it away from the movies. The scenes themselves doesn't matter. Um, Bride of Frankenstein. I get it. It's just not iconic. The apartment. I don't. Rem- I remember that scene, but that's not what I remember from the movie. Uh, the Great Race. I actually can't remember the Great Race, unfortunately. So. That one's out. Um, Lady and the Tramp. That's I, all I remember. Yeah, Lady and Tramp. That's the <laughs> only thing I remember. It has no bearing on the story. It just mm-hmm. happens to be there. Um, it is iconic. I grant it that one. But sure. But it's just whatever. No, it just doesn't matter. Animal House, the food fight. Here, here's my complaint about about that. The food fight lasts half a second. It's literally John Belushi going. Right. And then everybody throws one thing, and then the scene. The over. most exciting part is him getting chased by the guys right before it. That initiates. No, the my fight. favorite part is when he's going down the cafeteria line. He grabs all the food, and then he's like eating it, super disgusting. Right. That's the iconic part. That's the good food scene. That's the good food right. scene. Not, not the fight. Not the fight. That the fight's crap. Uh, uh, my dinner with Andre. You can't say the whole movie, even though I do have one in here that I'm going to argue for the whole movie, but. <laughs> Um, I don't even know if you remember if you even see any food in the movie. It's just literally two dudes sitting at a table talking for an hour and a half. Boring. I actually enjoy the movie, which is crazy. <laughs> um, a Christmas Story, the little piggy scene. I love a Christmas Story. I love mm. that scene. How do the little piggies go? <laughs> That's right. Oik, oik. Now, show me how the piggies eat. This is your trough. Show me how the piggies eat. Be a good boy. Show me how the piggies eat. <laughs> just not sure it deserves to be on a list yeah again they definitely have the rights to that one uh splash the lobster eating etiquette i know you love splash i do but i there's a better lobster movie that i'm gonna argue a little bit later i know exactly which eating. one you're talking about oh lobster eating or lobster prepping lobster eating hmm. let's just move on you're not talking about leonard part six are you <laughs> um Pee-wee's Big Adventure, yes. Okay, we I agree. love you. I agree with this, this one. We um, love this. Good job, AMC. Because that one really tugs on my uh, He's so happy. My he's so happy watching scene. it happen. And then he has like one bite and then he's done. The best. That's the best. So, yeah. we'll allow Pee-wee's Big Adventure to stay on the list. Um, nine and a half, have you seen Nine and a Half Weeks? I watched the scene just for preparation for this. Oh, my God. I wish I would have watched the rest of the movie. It's been on my Netflix queue for like yeah, five you, you years. Yeah, you need to watch. It is a sexy, sexy movie. Mm. Um, that scene is so overtly just like, oh, my God. It, so the scene is um, Kim Basinger? Yeah. yeah I mean, Kim, they're... Well, she's she's got her eyes closed, and Mickey Rourke is like, eh, it's time to clean out the fridge. I'm going to empty all, everything out of the fridge. And he's like feeding her everything. Like, she has to guess what what he's feeding her and he's feeding her like olives and all that stuff like and she's like she's not necessarily guessing more than she is just very sexually eating everything and it gets to the point where like she's even eating she's like chugging milk and it's like going all down her face and it's like geez i wonder what that's representing because the whole movie's about sex it's just about them having a nine and a half week love affair and then that's it so yeah when people talk about nine and a half weeks they talk about the food scene right away i talk about the food scene and i talk about them banging in the rain on the stairs outside well, you're going to need to see that movie to know what I'm talking about. 
you know, the food sex thing is a little weird for me. I, like I know Costanza on uh, Seinfeld like hid the the pastrami sandwich because he had like a thing. But it's not. What, there's a time to eat and there's a time to do it. You that know? disappoints me because you seem like a very kinky dude, and I figured you'd be all over that. No, oh, God, no. I good good God fearing man. I'm, I, <laughs> Hard, it, it's hard to do things. We're in Leviticus to so say you can't chow down <laughs> while you have some sex. Um, let me think. Oh, these M&Ms are not crunchy. Like nah. Nah, one time a lady made me hot chocolate afterwards. I got to hear that story. <laughs> she you want to tell it? <laughs> she was really sweet. No. <laughs> no. It was, her, it was her mother's recipe, and she was already a little bit older. So, uh. Yeah. Anyways. All right, we might have to take a break while I hear um, the story. Speaking of that, when Harry met Sally, like, yeah, of course, everybody's going to talk no, about that. I'm calling bullshit on that because that's not a that's not a food scene. It takes place in a restaurant, but there's no food in that scene. Good call. Good so call. Bullshit. Yeah, stupid AMC. Um, I love I love The Walking Dead, but you're stupid. Yeah, good call. Um, good. How is how has Walking Dead never been nominated for an Emmy? Like mm, best best it, show. It, it's really good. Oh my god. Uh, Goodfellas, uh, making the sauce in prison. That's a good scene. I love Goodfellas. I I do like that scene. That I don't, is special. We might need to consider that. Um, yeah, we'll put that. We'll mark that one up. Pulp Fiction, the $5 shake. Yeah, It's more about their conversation about um, being quiet alone. And, well, they're, and they're both much. high on whatever they're doing. Yummy. You think I can have a sip of that? Be my guest. I got to know what a $5 shake tastes like. You can use my straw. I don't have cooties. Yeah, but maybe I do. Cooties I can handle. All right. God damn, it's a pretty fucking good milkshake. Told you. I don't know if it's worth five dollars, but it's pretty fucking good. Much like, uh, much like Animal House, they picked the wrong scene for food. There's another one that we're going to talk about from Pulp Fiction that is so much more iconic than a $5 shake. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, so but the anyway, there needs to be some food involved. Well, the $5 shake is, is off the table. Okay. No pun intended. American um, Pie. American Pie. We all know what's going on. Stupid. It, Stupid. Yes, it's the, it's the title of the movie. I get it. But at the same time, it's just, it, it doesn't progress the story. It doesn't do anything. Those movies are fairly disappointing. And then Harold and Kumar... Um, Oh, here's was, here was the other thing I was going to say. I'm surprised this was on be. their list, but again. Yeah, me too. Um, here's what I was, the third thing I was going to say about uh, like food scenes and movies is that if the food is what they're leading to in the movie, mm-hmm. then that plays a huge part. Mm-hmm. So Harold and Kumar is that example where it's like the entire movie is based on them getting to this food. Yeah. But it might be the only example of that. It's pretty special. I, I, I enjoyed that stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is it enough to stay on the list? Hell no. Okay, so it's off. Right. Hell no. What we're about to talk about is going to blow your minds, So people. from the original 17, the only ones we're still keeping in consideration is Gold Rush, where Charlie Chaplin has the dinner rolls on the forks and he's dancing, because mm-hmm. that's iconic. Beery's Big Adventures Breakfast and Goodfellas in Prison. Man, do I love these Schneider's Honey Mustard and Onion Pretzels. What is this one? What is that's how they sound when you eat them. Oh, gee, what is this? Oh, these are Okmoks. Have you ever had an Okmok? Open those up, dude. These are from Trader Joe's. They sell them. They've sold them forever. And uh, I'm curious to hear your opinion. It looks like, um, shit, my wife and kid are Jewish. I should know what this is. It looks like matzah. Give it, give it a bite. Just so bland, right? 
Why are you excited about that? I'm not. I'm curious who buys these out there. If you people can tell me. I mean, this looks like unleavened like, bread, so it's got to be a big Jewish thing. I used to work at Trader Joe's five years in the early 2000s, and we sold the shysta out of these, and I'm they're still selling them, and I'm just I'm wondering hmm. who the hell buys them. I want to know. If I anyone mean, knows, f- let me know. I'll finish it because I don't want to waste food. But. Yeah, it's, it's strangely like it's not bad enough to throw away, but. You know what my biggest regret is? We didn't make any soup. <laughs> so we could slurp. Oh, so one more thing before we get into the our list here. Um, no, no drinking because this is food, not drinking. Drinking <gasps> is a whole other thing. Okay, okay. I, I was going to put like the entire movie of Sideways on there. Oh shoot, I was going to talk about Beer Fest, but cool. I'm okay with that. Um, this is I, food. This is food. I saw that, and I do love me some Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my mouth so is full of bok bok, bok bok, whatever. Bok bok, bok bok, I feel like an alien from Mars Attacks. Bok bok, bok bok. Do we want to do some like honorable mentions before we get into our favorites? Yeah, let's let's try to tear through some of these as quickly. You, you're gonna you're gonna mark them off here. Sure. Um, all right. So uh, trading places when he sneaks the fish in the Santa outfit. I love trading places. It's one of those movies that Nicole, my sister, and I grew up watching and loving, and uh, it's so gross when he's yeah. eating that fish. The thing the thing I love about it is just <laughs> that's his total fall from grace is eating a fish in a pathetic <laughs> subway like covered in Santa hair. It's just disgusting. <laughs> Um, oh, he was rich. Um, meatballs, the hot dog eating contest. Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying this is the year that Fink beats the stomach. No, it's a couple of guys over here, but they're saying it. No. Save it. Save it for this guy. What? No mustard? I love meatballs. It's one of my, it's probably the greatest summer movie of all time. And uh, the hot dog eating contest is just amazing with Bill Murray and just the two camps going to war with each other, you know, with like the summer games. Mm -hmm. You're not a fan, are you? It's just not that like, for me, like we're talking about the best food scenes of all time. And and, well, I mean, maybe it's a nostalgic thing. Like just, yeah. Oh, look at those steaming weenies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the year stomach. Uh, Fink beats the stomach. Well, oh, so my, my nostalgic one, I guess, would be the, the Hot Shots, which is basically just a parody of Nine and a Half Weeks. So you do know. Okay. You do, I, you I agree. You do, do know that com- that connection. Oh, yeah. Most I definitely. Like the, well, it's weird. The, the comedian in me loves Hot Shots, that food scene. Yeah. But the horny kid in me really oh, loves man. that Nine and a Half Weeks scene. Well, she was hot in Hot Shots as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you're right. She was. She was Dude, kind of a child. Dude, when in her belly button and... <laughs> <laughs> and the bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, yeah. should we keep it in there for shits and giggles? Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right, well, since we're talking about food and sex, Last Tango in Paris, you ever seen that? Uh, no, but I watched the scene. Jesus just to, uh, Christ, dude. Uh, just to Marlon know. Brando needed, Jeez, it's needed aggressive. Some, it's very aggressive. Like Marlon not Brando. Cool. Uh, who's the girl? I can't even remember. It's like, I don't know about. So he has a, an affair with a woman in Paris, hence the name of the, the movie. Um, they need some lube before they're about to do the deed, and there just happens to be a stick of butter right there. It doesn't make you feel good watching it. It's the last thing I want to do with butter. <laughs> More butter. <laughs> It's a dairy product. Stay away from butter, people. Does butter not make good lube? I don't ask me. Well, you seemed a little adamant about that, so I just want to double check. Um, what do we mm. got here? Oh, these are chili corn. 
Oh, oh god, the Pringles. The Pringles. Damn it. Oh, well, that's a sign that I must eat more Pringles. Um, Napoleon Dynamite, the tater tots in the pocket. I love that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good scene. It is a good scene, but it's not uh, not a classic. Napoleon, give me your tots. <laughs> the hot peppers and Dumb and Dumber. Of course, classic. we all love it. Classic. But it's not gonna. It hasn't changed cinema, you know. Um, Although my friend, our our mutual friend Blair and I have a bet. It's been going on for fifteen years. Um, Hundred bucks. I think it was real ketchup and mustard in that scene when they're trying to like cool down their mouths because they oh, eat the why, chilies. Why wouldn't it be? Exactly. And Blair's like, "Duh, those guys are mega stars. They made up a fake, more edible version that's the same consistency of ketchup and mustard." In order to shoot, I that would scene. say Jim Carrey would be capable of that attitude now. But back then, I think he wanted to do what was funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I if anyone knows anyone on set that day, please contact me. It's a hundred dollars. I loved in just fifteen years of bets been going on. It's not on Google. We looked. That's insane. I don't. Why would it not? Oh, whatever. We're talking about it too much. Um, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. Lieutenant Dan. Got you some ice cream. Get it, Dan. Ice cream. Yeah, not it's, okay. Not iconic. I. I like it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I don't like Captain Barbosa. Okay, Captain Barbosa <laughs> can't taste. So we, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, let's go back on Christmas Story. Um, okay. So they have obviously the you know, show me how the little piggy eats. <laughs> um, cute as can be. But then they, oh, I'm getting burps now. Um, but then they had the Chinese turkey. Yeah, which was classic because they're they're singing. Oh, sorry, they're they, singing like fa ra 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 ra. They chop the head off, right? Yeah, it uh-huh. freaks. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, but that's I. I mean, I can think of ten other scenes in that movie that I think of when I hear a Christmas story. Before Most that, um, Christmas Vacation, the 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 whole dinner scene. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if I want to gloss over this one because Christmas Vacation, that scene, that's a culmination of all the characters being built up. And you have you've got the tree burning down. You've got the dog under the table. You've got the turkey that's overcooked. Everyone, this is this is the moment. Like even just before Chevy Chase finally loses his shit, and he's just barely hanging on. And everyone at that table hates each other, and they're like just not talking. And you're talking about misophonia because you can hear like all the <laughs> crunching and the chewing. And yeah, like, you got Eddie like slopping the the squash and he just slaps it down on the table. It's the accumulation of a bunch of mediocre characters. That's uh, yes, and I don't. know, I think we should yellow that one because that that potentially no. I'm no. not a big Christmas vacation guy. Maybe we should just have a pod just debating vacation movies. I could do that because I don't. Christmas doesn't do it for me. Sorry, everybody. All right. Sorry, all right. everybody I know. Um. <clears throat> American History X, the affirmative action dinner. Uh, the food doesn't play a big part, so but but that scene is so heavy because that's like if you're just talking dinner scenes and not necessarily f- like food scenes, mm-hmm. that scene it's so messed up because not that it justifies racism, but it justifies Derek Vineyard's uh, mentality to what led to him. You know what I mean? Like the whole the whole movie, you're like, how can someone become racist like that? Like, how is that possible? And then you see this dinner scene, and you're like. Well, shit, his father, who was his hero, instilled it in him in a very... Yeah, but what's it got to do with food? Exactly. But, it, I mean, the the scene, it's a dinner scene. It's amazing. But it's not its not going to get moved on because the, the presence of food is not... Here's proper. one that has something to do with food. Hannibal, the brain scene. Ooh. So we've I mean, talked about gonna, this one before. 
I don't know if I'm going to call it one of the most, the greatest in cinema, cinematic history, but no, got to talk about it. Yeah, it's we've talked about it on the podcast. Honorable before. mention, yeah. Oh God, it's a good. Scene. You know what, Hannibal? We'll give you an award someday. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think today should be the day, but it's not. I mean, it is memorable. It is, but Ray Liotta looks all like euphoric when it's happening. It's well, almost was, like comical. Yeah, but you'd think you'd be like, blah, blah, like twitching out a little bit. I mean, it's your brain. Well, um, can you define twitching for me? Uh, let me just look that up real quick. Uh, I think I just uh, made that up. Sorry, it's the it's the food. Like something got stuck in my tooth, and it. Okay, moving on. Um, have you seen the movie Dead Alive? I have not. Okay. Awesome horror movie. Super cheesy. Like awesome effects, but like cheesy effects. Yeah. Um. There's a scene where, like, this dude's having dinner with his mom, who's, like, a zombie. Like, her ear's falling off, and then she eats the ear. Hmm. It's it's really messed up. It's it's a funny scene. If you if you just want to see the scene, just YouTube it. But for people that love horror movies that haven't seen it yet, I can't recommend it hmm. more. It's it it's a quintessential movie at this hmm. point. Um, Into the Wild. I mean, it's critical for the film. It's, well, it's... No, uh, spoiler alert! Story, spoiler alert for spoiler. ten seconds. Because it's a really good movie, so hold it. Um, I mean, the scene uh, that scene leads to his death. It's mm-hmm. a it's a super important scene. Super. But again, it's again, it's not one of those scenes that I remember from the movie when I think of the movie. It's a great movie. You know what bugged me for for one second when they he break looks the in fourth the camera wall. Yeah. when he's eating the apple. Why? That's Sean Penn for you. I know. Just you just had to, right? I'm yeah. sure his editors were like, "Don't do it," and he's like, "Bump, jump in." Yeah, that. Oh God, I love Into the Wild, but that's it's a really good movie. Completely yeah. takes you out. Of yeah, it. I don't know why. It, that's what. That's the problem. You're so invested in the story, and then it just takes you out. I anyway. think that apple scene tr- kills the berry scene. <laughs> so <laughs> it's off. It's off the list. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let's see what Gladiator? I got. Uh, Gladiator. Um. The just the scene where uh, Jamon Hunso does the taste. Oh, it's not Jamon Hunso. It's the it's the big white guy. Um, he does the taste test for him when they're in prison. Like they bring him his daily slop, and he like has to taste test it. And there's that little joke. It's like it's the one moment of like comic relief for them as characters that mm. this guy's faking dying after eating because right. he's putting the you know he's they, they're assuming that they're gonna kill Maximus with poison, so he's like taste testing it for him. So that's all. That's all. Um, it's no Braveheart. It's no Braveheart. <laughs> uh, Cinderella Man. Um, I, I threw this on there for shit and I love Cinderella Man. I think it's one of the most underrated movies of all time. Really? Oh, I, absolutely. I need to see it. Absolutely. Um, so the this isn't even a spoiler. The, the movie's a, it's about James J. Braddock, boxer who, you know, not really a fall from grace, but he just, you know, his family comes on hard times during the Great Depression. Um, he has to take a job as a dock worker. So, like, a big celebratory meal for him and his family is baloney. Like, that's how bad it is. Hmm. And he, he ends up getting a fight. He wins the fight, and he gets, like, like 20 bucks to win to for winning the fight. And they get, he comes home, and, like, they celebrate by eating baloney. And that's, it's just... it's. Nice. It's a pathetic scene, not in the sense that, like, oh, so pathetic. It's like, wow, like, this is how low their life has become. Like, they're celebrating with baloney. Wow. So, great. Honor- honorable mention. Honorable mention. Um, seven, the sin of gluttony. I mean, <laughs> I know you're a big fan, correct? I love seven. Yeah. You don't like seven? I do. I do. And it's one of, you know, that's a major sin, gluttony. You know, it, it may we may sound cool by eating on this podcast and being gluttonous, but... 
This isn't our everyday lives, people. You need the to dude, eat healthy. So, for the one person that hasn't seen Seven, the guy's out there killing people based on the seven deadly sins. Sloth, envy, wrath, gluttony. <sighs> Gluttony's uh, bad. Gluttony's bad because he ties a dude's hands and, and legs to a chair and basically forces him to eat until his stomach explodes. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Well, <laughs> it was better than sloth. Sloth still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I think that was our fifth swear. We're going to start bleeping after this. Yeah. Honorable, um, we you know, we you, we mentioned it, but I don't think it's uh, yeah. that historic. But speaking of uh, eating till you explode, Monty Python's meaning of life. Hmm. Have you ever seen that scene? No. Oh, my God. I know. People really... Really get angry at me for not seeing a whole lot of Monty Python. Oh, my God. So I don't want to explain it too much, but there's a dude who's super, super fat. He eats way too much, literally to the point where he like he orders everything on the on the menu and literally his stomach explodes. And when I mean fat, I mean, he's the size of like a camping trailer. Like that's (laughs) how that's how fat he is. Uh, Today we have four appetizers. Excuse me. Uh, Moule marinière, pâté de foie gras, beluga caviar. Eggs Benedictine, tarte de poireau, that's leek tarte, frog's legs, amandine, or oeftekai, Richard Shepherd. See that here, little quail's eggs and a bed of pureed mushroom. It's very delicate, very subtle. I love the lot. A wise choice, monsieur. And now, how would you like it served? All uh, mixed up together in a bucket? Yeah, with the eggs on top. But of course, avec des oeufs frites. Yeah, don't skip on the pate. Oh, monsieur, I assure you, just because it is mixed up with all the other things, we would not dream of giving you less than the full amount. In fact, I will personally make sure you have a double helping. Maintenant, quelque chose à boire, something to drink, monsieur. Yeah, I'll have six bottles of Chateau Latour 45, 45. and a double Jeroboam champagne. Bon, and the usual brown ales? Yeah. No, wait a minute. I think I could only manage six crates today. I hope Monsieur was not overdoing it last night. Shut up, Decker. Um, oh, it's so good. I got, I got to put a clip in for it. It's so fucking funny. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, the scene where he's learning how to cook. Some people think it's iconic. Um, no, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, the. Fe- the they're, the lunch scene after they watch the raptors eat the cow, and they just they're like they're like, yeah. <laughs> who's hungry? <laughs> oh yeah, it cuts to them and it's just super awkward. Man, not, not a huge scene. It's it's a clever scene. It is clever. It I love from, Jurassic. It comes Park. right after that. I think that movie is great from beginning to end. Yeah, I really do. I would struggle to find a uh, to find any sort yeah. of fault in that movie. You know, I wanted to mention Fatal Attraction with the bunny scene, but they oh. don't really eat it. There's no actually eating involved, but it takes place in the kitchen. Dude, I literally, anytime I would ever break up with a girlfriend all one time, um, I uh, <laughs> was so paranoid about like the revenge factor because of Fatal Attraction. She is terrifying. Oh, and, she, and she's gorgeous and she's sexy like leading up to that. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the mm-hmm. hell is wrong? Oh, if you ever want to see a woman just go complete apeshit insane over being scorned, Fatal Attraction... Boiling a bunny. Yeah. Think before you move, people. Think before you do that stuff. That was a lot of Pringles. <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention coffee and cigarettes just because Go for uh, it. it's it's a fun movie. You know, I don't know if it's cinematic history, but, um, you know, according to our, our mutual friend Blair Martin, coffee and cigarettes is all you need to survive sometimes. <laughs> and he actually oh, he gets rid of the coffee and he just drinks Red Bull. Or a monster, green monsters. Speaking of which, I have a Red Bull shirt. Oh. 
you guys should stay away from that. As I eat a Pringle, I'm telling people what not to eat. Oh, so good. Um, bad Santa. Any scene with the sandwiches? <laughs> Let me make you some sandwiches. <laughs> I, I love that. People love that movie. I I do. They're coming out with the second one. Hmm. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High when she's like, I've never given a BJ. And she's like, <laughs> oh, it's easy. You just do this with the carrot. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God bless your horse soul. <laughs> I know it's like every boy's dream, right? Like, wow, do girls actually talk about that? I, they've they've got to. <sighs> I've heard one like way too many times. Girls say something to the effect of like, "Girls talk about sex too." God, we are so weak, Repti- reptilian minds. Um, I wanted to mention Snowpiercer because the weird like jelly blocks that they have to eat in the yeah, back the of the protein drain. bars. Those are interesting. Super gross. Super gross. And I mean, it is the only thing that keeps them alive, other than the fact, other than the. The desire to move from the back of the train. Yeah, it's a good movie. So it's very Korean. I feel like every yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Like, damn it. <gasps> um, I feel like every once in a while we have to stop and actually explain some of these movies because I feel like not everyone's seen them. Okay, especially so Snow- Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Um, got if there if there's a movie that we have like if we have to recommend one movie a week, Snowpiercer would be this week. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Chris Evans. So the the entire world has died essentially, like in a. Nuclear winter, mm-hmm. I think is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, it gets really cold out. So the entire, hu- what's left of the human race is on this 100-car train that is just looping the globe. Searching. Searching for, well, it's not even searching, it's just, it's just continuously going. Oh, yeah, going. it's just going. It's just going. And it loops the Earth once a year. Like it, it goes all over, so they know they know it's it's the new year when they pass like England or something like that. Mm-hmm. They know it's the first of the year. So... Um, and if the if the train stops, everybody dies. Correct. For some reason, um, the interesting thing is that each tr- each car represents a different class of society. So the conductor, the engineer, who's like the the czar of the mm. world, is in the the front of the train, the engine compartment. Yeah. He's running everything. The next train back is like the super super rich that just party all day and they have no cares in the world and they just really do nice drugs. train, really nice Section. train. Then they like you keep going back. Then you have like, you know, middle class and you have like kids in school. Eventually you get all the way back to the hundredth car and it's just decrepit, homeless, dirt poor, just Mm. people getting crapped on their entire life. And it's basically a revolt. It's like a prison break movie where these people are like, we're not taking this shit anymore and we're going to break out. They're moving forward on the train. So the, the protein bars that Joey's talking about. Is they don't reveal it until probably halfway through the movie. Spoiler alert for ten seconds. Uh-huh. It's essentially just bugs mashed up, <laughs> and that's what they've been eating. And they didn't realize that. And then when they finally realize it, they're like, we're, "Now we now we're really gonna kill you." Like it's it's a deeper movie than it comes off as. Yeah, it like yeah, it seems very surface level the way that we're describing it. But the these protein bars are disgusting they're to so look gross. at. And then when you finally realize what they're what you're made of, you're like, Ugh. yeah, you're really you're really cheering for them at that point. Yeah. Ugh. So but, I, I love Snowpiercer, but the protein bars are not enough to keep it on the list. No. Uh, White Heat, really quick. Um, mm-hmm. I, we're talking iconic scenes. Um, the scene where uh, James Cagney uh, smashes what's-your-face-in-the-name with the grapefruit while they're sitting at the dinner table. The only reason why that's iconic is because there had never been violence towards women on screen before like that. And this was like, <laughs> there had never been like a man hitting a woman on screen. Not that I condone man-on-woman violence by any means, but it's just an iconic scene where like, 
he plays this gangster. He gets so upset that he just he grabs a grapefruit and he just smashes it in her face. And it was an ad lib <laughs> scene, and she had no idea what was going on. So wow. the, the reaction that you see on screen is her legit reaction. Jesus, <laughs> like what the hell? No. Um, talk to me about Fifth Element. Goodness, we love the Fifth Element. If you know anything about either of us, um, my favorite eating scene from it is when <clears throat> our man Gary Oldman's coughing, and it's all iconic and. Uh, he gets helped. He's trying to like hit all the buttons to save his life, and the like little animal the, comes out. The technology can't save him, and yeah, the priest is Ian like, Holm "Oh, your does. technology can't save you." I thought that was a pretty iconic scene, but you don't well, think about that when you think about the fifth element. No, not really. Um, my my favorite fifth element scene is when she puts the pill in the microwave and it turns into chicken, <laughs> and she just goes, "Chicken, good." <laughs> God, she was so beautiful in that movie. Yeah, she was. You know, Back to the Future 2 is a good food scene, too, when they're in the future, and they like they nuke the little mini pizza, yeah, and it becomes big, and yeah. the, the fruit tray comes down. Oh, that was cool. That was kind of fun. Enough to put it on the list? I feel like no. we've got too many to talk about no. still. Um, Ratatouille, the reviewer. Yeah, of course, like it's going to be on the list, but... Ratatouille has a... I mean, obviously, it's a movie about food, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the the scene where the the food critic is, is eating the ratatouille, and then he, feel, he realizes how it gets made, and then... It's, it's a good God, scene. You have the is. scene with the rat. It's a great actually, movie. You know, the one where the dude actually catches the rat making the food. That's iconic. Um, I feel like we're almost doing it injustice by not putting it on the top ten, but. Uh, well, look at all the other ones that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I love Ratatouille, and I know some people. I know Mike really loves Ratatouille, but I don't know. For some reason, I just I can't put it above. I don't. It's not a mediocre movie by far, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know what just in the in the lexicon of uh, of Pixar movies, it just doesn't register as much as that's true. That's true. Something like Monsters Inc. or Frozen. You know what is a good food scene? The strudel scene in Inglorious Bastards. All right. Have you seen it lately? So, it's glad, good. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, Inglorious Bastards, I think, has finally fallen to the category of underrated. Yeah, I I, I remember wanting more when I first saw it. Mm. Kind of being slightly disappointed. But then I rewatched it recently. And I'm like, geez, this is a good movie. Here's the thing: up up until uh, what was the last one Tarantino did? Some Crazy Eight. What was it? Yeah, uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Um, I had been waiting since uh, even before Kill Bill for Tarantino to make a, a mediocre movie, and I thought Inglorious Bastards was going to be it. Mm-hmm. And then you see that that first scene was with Christoph Waltz where he's mm. just talking like yeah. he goes from English to German or from German to English. And, and the whole audience is like, well, this is stupid. They're obviously doing it so that they don't have to speak German. This is stupid. And then they finally show, they reveal why they're speaking in English. And it's yeah. because he's so smart. He knows that there's Jews hiding out in the bunker or in the, in the basement. And he's speaking English because he knows that the Jews don't speak English. And it's like, dude, like, that is such smart writing because, yeah. like, I was sitting there going, "Well, this is lazy," and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh shit, this isn't just not lazy; no, it's, it's smart brilliant. as hell." Fast um, forward to later in the movie, the girl the that strudel. got away, yeah, is eating strudel with the man that he doesn't even know. And it's not just strudel; it's milk too. There, like, you can't like yeah, the milk really true. factors into the story a lot. So, the reason I like the strudel scene is because for two reasons. Mm. Well, actually, for one, let me let me. This is where I'm going to start to get a little too deep, and I apologize. Um, the strudel scene shows the dichotomy of her character and Christoph Waltz's character. Where, for Christoph Waltz, strudel is something where 
you literally just I'm smiling at you while you eat you son of a bitch. Um, Starting to keep you going. Christoph Waltz, when he eats strudel, he's eating it with his mouth open. He's smacking his That's mouth. Right. He's just he doesn't care. It's just another food. It's <laughs> and he eats it in an obnoxious way. And it's so... He's good. It's, it, 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 he deserved that Oscar. Yeah, I he's good. I cannot fight even... I cannot fight more for him for that. Yeah. He deserved it so much. So he's eating it like he just doesn't care because he doesn't. It's just another day for him. It's another day with Strudel. Mm-hmm. Then you watch her eat it. She takes a very small slice, mixes just a little bit of whipped cream in it, and she savors that bite. And it looks delicious. And it looks But she's in so such a good. tense scene. It's because she thinks to enjoy that. Yeah, she thinks at any point she's gonna die, which she yeah. is. At any point gonna die. Great probably. movie. Um, Great movie. I don't know, dude. I might actually push that one along because there's a lot going on in that strudel you scene. You know what? I agree. We're we're on red lighting this one. Put it in the yellow. That we gotta we gotta keep going on that. Okay. Um, this is the end. Danny McBride making breakfast with all the, the food that's left over. I missed it. Oh, you got to watch this. is the oh, end. Okay. You you got to watch Dead Poet Society from a couple you know weeks what? ago. I watched the first 20 minutes of it. Did you really? What'd you think? The Carpe Diem part is really good. I told you. It's really good. I said you got to watch the it, it was like really affecting me. I'm like, okay, well, I see where Evan's going with this. But you know what? It ain't It ain't even close still. It's not. I, I could already tell, oh, the guy falls in love, and oh, let's go run out into the woods and recreate, meh, meh. Do you know anything about the end of this movie? No, I don't. <laughs> I knew that was going to make you mad. Too, Joey? Because I watched Joey, 20 minutes of it. They're just going to go in the woods and read some poetry? <laughs> that is not what this fucking movie's about. That's like literally, yeah, the opposite of what it's Dude. about. Dude. Dude. <laughs> you have... You need to finish okay, watching Dead Poets. Okay. Like, you have no idea what's coming. I guess not. I'll finish it. I promise. But oh my god, it's gonna. I see rip. the potential. It's going to rip your fucking heart no, out. No, that field of dreams is still still on top. Oh my god. Yeah, you I was fighting. It. What was I fighting? I was fighting for something else. Back to this list because I'm like I can't keep up eating. <laughs> well, here I'll, I'll. And I won't stop, people. For you, can't Let's, stop, won't stop. Should we move on to our favorites? I don't uh, think we need to talk about anything. Um, I just want to see if uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, if you've never seen that documentary, do yourself a favor. Um, you That's that's the one I was talking about when I was like, some movies, the entire movie's about sushi, or mm. the entire movie is about food. Um, you need to watch it. The Nutty Professor yeah. dinner table scene, classic. Everybody yeah. loves it. Everybody loves farting, except when it's in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Soiling uh, Green. Soiling Green, no spoiler alert. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen Soiling Green, you know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, bridesmaids when she makes the cupcakes it's like the only time that she's truly happy so that's important yeah, yeah, yeah. groundhog day uh i am a god not the god but i am a god it's just it's a funny scene he's great uh sounds of the lambs uh when hannibal lecter breaks free he's like he he orders his meal and oh then, that's right yeah i mean he that's the first time you actually see him eating a body huh. part he eats the dude's cheek um the help the movie the Such help a good movie it is a it, no it's not, a, it's not a good movie it's, it's a, a great, great movie yeah. sounds of the lambs is a great great joey. movie joey was she a big old fat woman? The help. The shit pie scene in The Help. I didn't see The Help. Sorry. I'm sorry. What do you got I'm there? Sorry. Joey, what, what are you eating? Oh, uh, Evan, I'm opening up some graham crackers, some honey made, honey flavored graham crackers. Would you like one? I haven't had one of these give me, in give me a half. Give me a 15 half. years Let's go as well. On this. Okay. Break it. Uh. Mm. God, they haven't changed a bit. 
These are really good if you put them in a bowl and then pour a little bit of milk over them, get them all soggy. I bet, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch or something. I guess that's the idea behind Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's no Akmak. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Two more movies before we get into our favorites. Okay. Um, Alive. <laughs> this was on my top ten. If you... I mean, we talked about how Hannibal eating the brain was so insane. Mm. Alive, they're literally eating people to survive. Alive <sighs> is based off of the true story of... Was it a Brazilian rugby team? Uh, South American of some sort, but I don't think it was Brazilian. They crashed in Brazil. Where were they from? Spain? Argentina. Argentina. They crashed in Argentina. They were from Brazil. Anyway. Shit, I can't remember. Anyway. They're un-American. Um, they, so they literally... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They literally crash it. What was that mountain range? The Alps? What, what's in South America? Man. I suck at geography. It's okay. Um, they literally crash in like snowy, snowy mountains. Um, they have to eat the dead to survive. Um, it's it's like the Donner Party, but only with hungry, hungry athletes. I haven't seen that movie in probably 10 or 15 years, and I still vividly remember exactly what it looks like when they're cutting into the thigh. Yep. Like, and, you know, they they have this huge, like, I don't want to say like it's a trial, but for, I'm putting for it them, on my, like, I'm putting it on my top 10. That's fine. I'm, change, I'm getting rid of one that you're going to love, which I'll mention now because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre dinner scene, oh. it is, it, there's nothing Horrifying. more terrifying. There, Horrifying. I don't think there's, I don't think there's more scary scene in film history than that. And we just got done talking about cannibalism. Okay. I'm putting it back on my list. I got to get rid of something else because that one's, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, one more that's, that's not in our top. Oh, I, I, I got to put this one forward though. Because hmm. we just got done, well, in the beginning we were talking about Pulp Fiction being, um, you know, the $5 shake was not as iconic as another right. scene. Dude, the big kahuna burger scene from Pulp Fiction. When you think of Pulp Fiction, what scene do you remember? What, when they're talking about the French just, cheeseburger? Just what, just what scene, not what they're talking about. What scene do you remember from Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I guess it would be in the cafe. No. No, it's Vince Ooh. and Jules in that apartment. To get the suitcase. Oh, yeah. It's and the he first time the you burger. hear the Bible verse. It's when they're eating the burger. Yeah, that is the most I'm iconic I'm sorry. Scene. Did I break your concentration? <sighs> I would argue top five iconic movie scenes of all time. And he is eating that cheeseburger. And he eats the shit and out of that And he talks about it. Oh. That's got to be on our top. Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. Did you have it? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. What kind of hamburger? Ch cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. Where'd you get them? McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box. Where? Uh, Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I ain't never had one myself. How are they? You good? You mind if I try one of yours? This is yours here, right? Hmm. This is a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But I do love the taste of a good burger. Hmm. You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? Tell him, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. You know why they call it that? 
because of the metric system? Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. The metric system. Send this. Sprite. Sprite, good. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Go right ahead. Seagull. You know why we're here? Why don't you tell my man Vince where you got your shit here then? It's over there. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Just, hmm, mm. this is a tasty burger. Yeah. It's such an amazing scene. Much like, oh, it's so much like, like Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Because for these guys, for those kids, it's their last meal and they know it. They didn't know it when they bought it, but now they know it. Once they see Jules and Vern's, they know it's their last meal. Quentin knows what to do with food. Oh, my God, does he? Yeah. Gee, I would love to have a meal with Quentin Tarantino. See, and yeah, the whole world says, no, it's a, don't don't put any food in film. You know, it's blasphemous. How? No, do it. What about, Brad oh. Brad Pitt's dude, made an amazing career What about the scene, not just it. with the Kahuna Burger, when he picks up the Sprite and he goes, can I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he doesn't just take a sip. He drinks the whole he crushes f- it. thing because yeah. that's the ultimate f- you. It's I'm about to kill you and you're not going to get to have your final drink. Like, dude, my God, that's an yeah. amazing scene. That's a good that's a good film. God, why didn't that win Best Picture? Uh, 1994. Someday we're going to get to it, people. Uh, you just keep listening. You just keep God putting that quarter it. in the machine. All <clears> right. <throat> so. Oh, my God. That's well, a, so. Okay. I, there's still some movies that we haven't talked about. Those were the ones that we just wanted to brush through. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, <laughs> my God. All right. Do I have them all lined up here? Because now we just... I don't want to say we got to tear through them. Because, All right. Do we want to go back and forth or you want to... No, do- let's just... Let's go down. Let's go top to bottom, left to right. Okay. Um, cool Hand Luke. I mean, it's an, as far as food and film and history, iconic it is scenes. so iconic. Iconic. And Paul Newman, I mean, fifty hard-boiled eggs. Be, you want to be him. Yep. Fifty hard-boiled eggs in one hour. Um, cool Hand Luke. She is foolish not to put that on their list. Yeah, because I'm mad cool, at them. They play Cool Hand Luke pretty pretty frequently. Totally. Too. What What about that scene? Like, really, really stands out for you. Well, I mean, not only that, leading up to it, you know, they're we got a bet here, boys. You know, and it's like. The fact it, that they're in prison, they have no entertainment other than themselves. No, and it's just all machismo, you know, and yep. you, you're, you're pulling for this guy so much, and you know he's kind of an underdog in a certain way, but he does up. And it's funny because that, if that was real life, that scene doesn't matter to anybody except for those guys, and mm-hmm. it means a lot to those guys. Exactly. It is a great, great scene. Hmm. Um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <sighs> the factory reveal. Man. You can't. You cannot tell me even today. And don't talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. Screw that. It, that reveal did nothing compared no. to Willy Wonka's. The fact when it opens up and you see the river of chocolate and the chocolate waterfall, and then right before you step in, he goes, "Everything you see is edible. Everything is edible. You can eat. You can eat everything." Well, and he sings that mu- beautiful song and pulls a hair out of Mike TV's head. You know they're they're trying. They're racing to get in there, and he keeps stopping them so he can then, finish his song. And then you see. Everyone just run for it, and they're literally like you're you're watching them eat things that you didn't think were edible, and it's you're all like, practical. God, it looks so good. Yeah, they did a great job on that scene. I would, uh, not that it's going to come down between these two, or at least I don't think it would. 
the Willy Wonka reveal scene would mm-hmm. trump the Pee-wee's Big Adventure breakfast scene. I agree. Because I think they're similar. I agree. Not only that, I think this could win some sort of contest of what's the best set ever built for a film. Where else would you want to be besides that room? Here, we're finally going to break the actor screenplay picture, best picture thing. We're going to have to do best art direction the year that Willy Wonka came out. Mark that. We'll see what happens. Um, All right. So we talked about lobsters before. Mm -hmm. Annie Hall. I think it's his best film. I Manhattan is my favorite one. Annie Hall. Bullets over Broadway is number two. And I would say Annie Hall number three. Mm. I really like Blue Jasmine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really strong. It was strong. I'm surprised you to hear you say it's, it's hard to favorites. write a female voice, and he wrote mm. a couple of them in that one. I've been thinking. I'm. I am not a screenwriter. You're obviously the screenwriter between mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. This is true. I am just, award-winning. Just <laughs> Go on. What would you like to ask me? <laughs> it wasn't a question so much as just a statement. Like I've been really wanting to write like a strong female-driven movie to counteract this Ghostbusters <clears throat> bullshit. Hmm. Well, I'm kind of currently doing that, Evan. Maybe we could talk after. I kind of want to hear you talk about it on the air, or do you not want to release uh, any details? Maybe on the next pod. Okay. Um, the the lobster scene is uh, the scene itself. The the lobsters don't really play. Well, I mean, the, the lobsters do play. They're they're trying to cook lobsters, and and uh, Woody Allen is terrified to pick them up. <laughs> he's like he's like the quintessential stereotypical Jew, like frail Jewish guy that's afraid to get his hands dirty. Um, Including the death of lobsters, he was adorable on this point. He wasn't. Mm, this he was, got weird. This was before he uh, married his stepdaughter. Um, Prolific, though, man. It is a great scene. Great, great scene in a great movie. Mm-hmm. Do we put it forward? Yeah. Cool. Well, let's God, talk, let's just no, let's talk about him, let's talk about him before before we eliminate um, my cousin Vinny. If we're talking uh, all-time underrated movies, I think My Cousin Vinny falls in that category really? for sure. Huh. Uh, dude, the grit scene. It's its just... I'm going to have to like do the entire clip on this one because it just starts from the moment they sit down at the diner and they pick up the menu and it just it has three items on the menu. Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. And it just starts from there. Y'all want some? Yeah. Breakfast? You think? Uh, good choice. Two. What's, what's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure, sure, I heard of grits. I just actually never seen a grit before. Yeah, honey, you can try it. You first. What is a grit, anyways? It's made out of corn. Them hominy grits. Hominy? Hmm. <laughs> How do you cook it? Well, you simmer it in water for 15 or 20 minutes, put it on the plate and add butter. <laughs> so, you gonna eat it or not? Um, the whole scene is amazing, and, and here's here's the best part. This Pesci's is, great in it. Oh, I not only is Pesci great, Marissa Tomei won the Oscar for it. Yeah, I know there's controversy behind that, but um, I mean, not only is that scene funny, but it plays a huge part in the ending. 
Oh, that's right. Because that one guy that claims that he was making grits and Joe Pesci did his damn homework on what it takes to make grits because he watched that cook behind the counter make them. Instant grits. No self-respecting Southerner uses instant grits. I take pride in my grits. So, Mr. Tipton, how could it take you five minutes to cook your grits when it takes the entire grit-eating world 20 minutes? I don't know. I'm a fast cook, I guess. I'm sorry. I was all the way over here. I couldn't hear you. Did you say you're a fast cook? That's it? Are we to believe that boiling water soaks into a grit faster in your kitchen than on any place on the face of the earth? I don't know. Well, perhaps the laws of physics cease to exist on your stoves. Were these magic grits? I mean, did you buy them from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? Uh, objection, Your Honor. Objection sustained. Are you Mr. sure about Tipton, that five minutes? Ignore the question. Know. Are you sure about that five minutes? I don't know. I think you made your point. Are you sure about that five minutes? I may have been mistaken. I got no more use for this guy. That's true. That that's. But is the food? Part yes. of the scene, yes, that makes the scene, or is it the what they're talking about? Those kids, and not that it was the only piece of evidence that got those kids off. No pun intended. It was the fact. It's the fact that it, it helped like paint the reasonable doubt. The fact that these kids, the mm-hmm. the people pointing the finger at these kids, are not being honest. Well, we'll come back to that one because. Okay. Uh, I feel like we got a couple really strong ones. Stand by me, the pie eating contest. As a kid, this kind of scared the bleep out of me. Really, Nicole, my sister, and I would we kind of like get scared when this <laughs> scene happened. But at the same time, I would never look away because you know I'm boy, and like the projectile is just so aggressive. It is very aggressive. Diving into his fifth pie, Lardass began to imagine that he wasn't eating pies. He pretended he was eating cow flops and rat guts and blueberry sauce. Slowly, a sound started to build in Lardass' stomach. A strange and scary sound, like a log truck coming at you at 100 miles an hour. opened his mouth and before Bill Travis knew it he was covered with five pies worth of used blueberries the women in the audience screamed boss man Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and barked on Principal Wiggins Principal Wiggins barked on a lumberjack that was sitting next to him Mayor Grundy barked on his wife's tits but when the smell hit the crowd that's when Lardass' plan really started to work Girlfriends barfed on boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. And Lardash just sat back and enjoyed what he I always got this scene confused with Problem Child, too. Oh. Because <laughs> it has to do, do with not puke. like those movies. It has to do with puking at a fair. That's the only reason. Poor John Ritter. I love John Ritter. Um, I, am, I am glad that he, well, not glad that he, because I, I don't think he 
I'm not happy that he's not alive, but the fact that his last movie role was Bad Santa, and it was such a funny role. <laughs> like he went off, on, he went out on a high <clears throat> note. Three's Company is a classic, but I, 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 Stand By Me is a great movie. And when I think of Stand By Me, I think of the train tracks. Yeah. But then I think of the the pie eating. Yeah. So we can come back to it. It might not make it, but uh, it's a very iconic scene. It's iconic. Burned into that. my mind. Um, this is one that I might push to take it all. Mm. <laughs> What's that? The Great Outdoors. The old oh, 96er. Man. Yeah, you really feel his pain. Okay. Miss, uh, what's the old 96er? Oh, that's our world-famous Paul Bunyan's Blue Ox Steak. It is a 96-ounce prime-aged beef steak. And if you or any member of your party orders the old 96er and finishes, everybody eats for free. Ah. <laughs> that bad, huh? Want to go for it, girls? <laughs> How about you, Chet? People seem to like that. Yeah. I'll try it. Okay, great. Yeah, there you go. Good. Uh, seriously, though, has anybody ever eaten one? Oh, oh, no. No, not in my lifetime, no. See, Mike... Sent me an email because he saw our list and he goes, "That's I'm going to vote for the old 96. Wow. Um, the Great Outdoors, uh, Chevy Chase, uh, not Chevy, Jesus Christ, Dan Aykroyd, uh, John Candy, brother-in-laws that just, uh, they just can't stand each other. They're like treading on, the, well, Dan Aykroyd is treading on John Candy's family vacation. They go to a restaurant. The restaurant has this steak called the old 96 or it's a 96 ounce steak. And if you eat the whole thing. Everybody in your party eats for free. <laughs> and John Candy attempts it. And it is just, it's hilarious. Probably because sentimentality is running high for me on it. But yeah, <clears throat> that awesome scene where as soon as he eats the last bite, <laughs> Dan Ackward's just like, I think that just about does it. He's not done yet. Well, he may take a little while with that last bite, but it'll go down. That ain't the last bite. Well, sure it is. There's nothing on that plate but gristle and fat. Oh, God, no. no problem. Listen, if I can get a dessert down him, I think you could throw in a couple of Paul Bunyan hats for the kids. It's that's, so gross. That's a great scene. <laughs> that is a great scene. I love great it. Great scene. <clears throat> Keeping it on. Decent movie. Oh, I don't think it's decent. I think it's great. <laughs> you know, I say Meatballs is the greatest summer movie of all time. Yeah. Great Outdoors is right behind it. Whoa. Oh, there's yeah. a list to do. Oh, yeah. Man. Um. Rocky, the scene where he uh, he eats the raw eggs. I think it's great. It is. It is great. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discount that. That is a great it's scene. Good. I love Rocky, the original. I think it's a beautiful film. I it, think it inspired me. Why do you think that's a better person? Because he wakes up so early. Right. Yeah. This man is so determined. Like what he does, what he puts himself through, where he's at in life. He's got his freaking little racquetball. The, the doing a, bad things. The eggs is a good. Like a good start. It's a jump start to that because it's like, oh, he's eating raw eggs. What else mm. is he going to do? Well, he's going to put his body through some shit. Eating raw eggs is the least of it. It's like so inspiring. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why. I guess, uh, well, I've always kind of wanted to be a boxer, I guess. <laughs> you so, could. You could. I trained for a while. You know what the, my nickname was? The Beast. The Hairy Beast. Joey, who gave you that nickname? I, I did. But, yeah, that's wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, the Breakfast Club, the lunch scene in Breakfast Club, Ali Sheedy's pouring like the sugar stick on her sandwich. Like we see everybody <laughs> yeah, do their own right. lunch. That's right. Molly Ringwald asked Judd Nelson, like, where's your lunch? And he's like, you're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Emilio's got that huge bag of food. It's a good scene. It it tells 
it really develops the character mm-hmm. just based. That is a really good scene. That's good a good call, food dude. scene. Good pull. I didn't. Thank I you. Don't know if I picked that one. Thank you. That was a good one. Keep nice. that one. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We talked about. That's just one of the most terrifying scenes in movie history. God. Jeez, that poor blonde girl is screaming for like 45 minutes in that movie. Can I tell you a behind-the-scenes story on that one really Sure, quick? yeah. Not that I was there, but... Um, so, for those who haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, five kids are on a, a like a road trip to go see their their grandfather's grave. Who The graves are all desecrated. They're there to make sure that the grave is okay. They try to stop at this house on the way there. The house just happens to be inhabited by a cannibalistic killer Ugh. called Leatherface. Oh, my God. Um, it's so scary. Leatherface has a family full of cannibals, and there's one girl left, Sally Hardestine, at the very end, and she is tied to a chair at the very end, and she is part of this dinner scene where it's Leatherface, his brother, his his uncle, I think. Yeah. And and uh, their grandfather, who's like <laughs> this 102-year-old dude. So here's the behind-the-scenes thing. Um during uh, so during that scene in the movie, they take Sally out of the chair. They cut her finger, and the grandfather drinks her blood. Oh, that's that's how the scene just starts to progress. I'm that's having a hard time eating, Evan. You got anything with the uh, gushers over there? <laughs> um, so the character that played the grandfather was the youngest character on on that cast. They, really? They actually, I think the grandfather was something like 120 years old. This guy was 20 years old. Wow. They aged him 100 years. Now, it took them, God, something like 10 hours or something like that to put the makeup on him. And this is all from the director's commentary Uh and and from Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface. Um, Not only did it take that long to put the makeup on, but it was well over 100 degrees during the entire shoot, especially inside while they were filming. Now, the way that the scene plays out is they had a little uh, tube of blood that went behind the knife so that when they slit the finger, the blood would come out and mm. then they would shove it in the grandfather's mouth. And that's what the grandfather drank was the prop blood. Well, because it was so hot, the prop blood kept coagulating and would not stop. So every time they tried to do the cut, it wouldn't come out the tube and you just get like this little like cottage cheese thing <sighs> kind of thing on the finger. Uh, <clears throat> per Gunnar Hansen's own mouth, Leatherface's own mouth. They got so. Oh, and and the reason why I mentioned uh, it took so long for the makeup. The guy who pl- the kid who played the grandfather refused to sit in the makeup chair ever again. So he said, "You have to shoot me out." Wow. I refuse to sit in the makeup chair. You must shoot all my scenes back to back, or else you don't have me for the rest of the shoot. Um. So this was on like hour twenty six that they're filming this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's super hot. It's at night. The props aren't working. And they're way, way past their deadline. Okay? Everybody's super pissed. Everybody's super hot, super irritable. After, like, take 30 where the knife just isn't doing it, Gunnar Hansen goes and gets a real knife. Huh. And this is the scene, this is the shot that makes it into the movie. They take the character of Sally Hardestine out of the chair. Gunnar Hansen, as Leatherface, takes her finger, cuts it open for real. Oh! <gasps> Shoves it in the grandfather's no mouth, and that's the shot. No that way, really? Yep. <sighs> Doesn't that make that scene that much more fucked up? Jeez, we've talked about a couple of movies now where they actually really inflict the pain. Yeah, <clears throat> almost like the Joan of Arc film of uh, yeah, long ago. Ugh. So Texas Ugh. Chainsaw stays on the list just for that alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sling Blade, <laughs> <laughs> another good, good heartfelt movie. Um, 
I put that uh, that one on there. The biscuits and mustard scene. Uh, spoiler alert for the next ten seconds. Do 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 do. After he kills Daryl, and then he just goes into the kitchen and calls the cops. He's like, "I'm just gonna sit here eating my biscuits and mustard." Like he literally just called the cops on himself, and he's just waiting. And like the the reason I like that scene is because it's the only thing in the real world. So this this guy played by Billy Bob Thornton has been released from a psychiatric ward in the very beginning. The only thing other than the friendship he made with this little boy, the only thing that he ever enjoyed in the real world was biscuits and mustard. Hmm. I know it's not going to go forward. You can red light it, but it's not. Oh, it's it's such a it's such a simple thing and it just says so much about his character. Yeah, and good writing. I mean, putting great, those two things together. Great writing. So we're excellent, huh? Yeah, you get next time. Yeah. I just really want to talk okay. about that one. Uh, you talk about the <clears> next <throat> one because I I love this scene, but I want you to talk about it. Yeah, and again, it might not make it just because it's so not food, but the Iocane powder scene in well, Princess Bride. Here's we did talk <clears> about. Uh, we would say no drinks. So this would fall under drink. Yeah, but talk so maybe about we it. can save it for a drink. Talk about it. <clears throat> Iocane. I'd bet my life on it. He's such an ass. Is that a bad word? Um, no. And you never mess with Sicilian when death is on the line. I mean, there's <laughs> there's nothing better than that. That guy. I mean, that's the scene of a career for that guy. Yeah. He um, was in my dinner with Andre. Ah, oh, shoot. What's his name? He's good. He's the a little, hell of an the actor. The little bald guy. He also played the voice of um, the T Rex in uh, in Toy Story. Oh yeah, yeah. A funny story, Blair's sister saw him at a gas station, and he came up to her and he said, excuse me, excuse me, do you know where the nearest Kinko's is? <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell that story, even though I have nothing to do with it. Um, so we're not going to include it, but uh, we do. I love that movie. It is a great movie, dude. <clears throat> it mm-hmm. is, it is, it's one of my favorites, and I don't understand when people don't like it. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who doesn't like it. I don't want to meet them. Um, <laughs> you know what is a good scene for food? Take it away. The Godfather, mm. the dinner ambush when he, Michael goes into the bathroom oh, and gets the gun, and he like takes a minute. He's it's not a rush, you know. He sits is this, back down. Is this the most iconic uh, scene of the movie? Or I always spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I always go back to the garden scene at the end mm. when you know the Godfather actually passes. Yeah. I actually because it's what, so beautifully done. Yeah, I think maybe the the iconic scene is the. You come to me on Madonna's birthday. That it's just a great. F- oh my God! It's so good that I had to curse. <laughs> you got to bleep me out on that one. <laughs> it um, is. Hey. Oh, it's so good. The fruit the, stand. It is the number two movie of all time, according to who? IMDb. What's number one? The movie that potentially should have won the 1994 Best Picture. Shawshank, huh? Yep. Wow. No blood spur. <laughs> Where'd Bloodsport end up on that list? Who makes these lists? I love how much vindication you had in your voice. Like, really? No Bloodsport? Yeah. Hmm. You sound like the dude from Meatballs. Huh. What? No mustard? Um, God, that's a great scene. Just coming out of the bathroom. Like, that that moment. I know this doesn't have to do with the food, but when he's in the bathroom and he's trying to find the gun behind mm. the towel roll and he can't find it, and you're like, shit. And then he does find it. You're like, whoo. Like, yeah. Well, then the, the second guy he shoots is still eating. And it, yeah. like, he's like kind of struggling with the food because he's got a bullet in him now. He doesn't it, understand what's going on. Whew. Oh, it's halfway it's, empty restaurant. Yeah, it's that's a hell of a scene. Um, so we're keeping that on the list. Um, 
Speaking of um, gangster movies and food, because really the two go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, you can't have a, a good gangster movie without food. Um, might be the only time this movie comes up on, on our show. Huh. Uh, did you see Black Mass? I didn't, unfortunately, but I really want to. Black Mass, this this was a scene that they showed, they unfortunately showed in the trailer because it was such an amazing scene. But, I mean, it made the trailer so amazing. So, uh, Whitey Bulger, played by Johnny Depp, who was Boston's most notorious gangster, uh, he's, he's sitting at a table, and he's just sitting there talking. What did you marinate this steak in? Because it's ours. Why are you killing me with no, no. It's a family secret. Oh. Come on, you gotta tell me that. What's the secret? Come on, you could do it. <laughs> that is one of the best goddamn steaks I ever had in my life, mm-hmm. ever. What's the what's the what's the fam- what's the family secret recipe? It's gr- it's ground garlic, and a little bit of soy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I thought it was a family secret. <laughs> it's a recipe. No. No. You said to me, this is a family secret. And you gave it up to me, boom. Just like that. You spilled the secret family recipe today. Maybe you spill a little something about me tomorrow. Hmm? I was just saying that. You were just saying. Just saying gets people sent away. Just saying. Got me a nine year stretch in Alcatraz. You understand? So, just saying. Could get you buried real quick. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> wow, that scene uh, tells you it tells you everything you need to know about the entire about the entire character of Whitey Bulger, the entire movie. So That's why they well put it in the done. trailer? I guess. They, well, know? they put it in the trailer because that that scene in the trailer made me want to go see that movie. Huh. So. Um, well, we'll see if it makes the top ten. Well, we got a couple others to talk about. It's so heavy, man. Um, <clears throat> I love how you put Gummo on this list. Have you seen Gummo? Yes. Goodness gracious! So, Harmony Corinne, Ugh, who yeah, 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 everybody yeah. knows as the writer director of Spring Breakers, which is, oh, I could do, I could talk about Spring Breakers for two and a half hours. I have opinions on that movie that nobody else has. <laughs> <laughs> People think it's just funny because there's some TNA and there's some crazy music and James Franco is nuts. I have a completely different way of looking at it that's that's completely messed up. But Gummo is uh, if if there was ever <laughs> a French new wave director in America, it'd probably be Harmony Corinne because he just has this way of hanging on subjects that you you're uncomfortable watching, but you can't look away from, especially Gummo, especially Gummo. So basically, Gummo is just this portrait of kids in the South, um, you know, torturing animals, just just being rambunctious. Not that 
torturing animals is okay, but like the, the kids are rambunctious. They're, Not they're, that that only happens in the South, but it only happens in the South. Yeah, this uh, is a uh, this is a grim look. <laughs> yeah, no a shit. very grim look at things. But one of the, so one of these kids has like a very oddly misshapen head, just like kind of like a really weird face. There's like child prostitution run by child pimps in this movie. Like it's, it's just it's really weird. Um, but the scene with this kid with the misshapen head, he's sitting in a bathtub. His mom is ma- made him dinner in the tub. He's eating spaghetti with ketchup and like chocolate milk. Yeah, the water's all gross the in the wa- tub. The water's gross because he's super dirty, and his mom is like shampooing his hair as he's eating his <laughs> his spaghetti, his ketchup covered spaghetti. It's so gross, and I I still really can't comprehend why this scene is so great, other than the fact that it just shows like. This is normal for these kids, and that explains their shitty behavior. Yeah, like this is the life they live. I, I, I don't. That's a pretty intimate look into things, and that you know what? That's it's a great word to use. It is super intimate, and it really. Oh. That's what you know. That's what film should be about. I you agree. Know, showing you a different perspective of life and all that, I'm even gonna, if it's not beautiful. I'm going to keep that on there, dude, because that. I agree with that. Of all these scenes that we're talking about, yeah. Gummo still elicits a very strong reaction from me. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, that's got to stay on the top ten. Mm. That's so messed up. Uh, Alien, the scene uh, with the <laughs> chest burster at dinner. Uh, mm. Behind the scene folklore about that one is that the only people that knew that the alien was going to be coming out of the dude's chest was the actor and Ridley Scott. Really? Nobody else knew what was going to happen in wow. the special effects department. So all right. those reactions from the actors, including Sigourney Weaver, those are legit reactions. Huh. Because they had, they, I guess the script read something to the effect of like an alien like emerges from his body. And they, that was all that they knew. Wow. And then like when it burst through his chest, they were like, what the fuck? That's a good movie. That's a good movie. But do you think of Spaceballs before you think of Alien? Ah. Damn you know? it. Damn it, Joey. Well, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Check, please. Did he have the soup? <laughs> I had the soup. Can I change my order? Yeah. Um. Uh. It's so iconic. If we're talking iconic scenes, dude, like maybe it's just not the food that's important. Maybe yeah, that's why we got to move on. It's not. It's not Damn the it. food. This is a Damn food list, Evan. It. Sorry. All right. Damn it. Um, the Matrix you put on here. Okay. So, give me give me some crunching. We haven't had some crunching in a minute here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to need an Akmak just for the crunch factor. Okay, go go talk. Tell me about The Matrix because I'm curious why you put oh, this on. I just put this on. Do you uh, know what scene I'm talking about? Huh. You, uh, you don't know what scene I'm talking about? No. Is it when he offers him the pill? No. You stupid simpleton. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's really mean for no reason. Um, the scene I'm talking about is when who's the bald dude that looks like uh, Letterman's sidekick? <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is, Cyrex or Pants. something like that. Pants, uh, Joey Pants, Joey Pants. <laughs> um, it's the scene where he's trying to strike a deal with Agent Smith. Okay, he's put himself into the Matrix, mm-hmm. which is fucking weird. Oh yeah, yeah. Which That's is a good scene. Well, it's weird because you can't put yourself into the Matrix. You have to have someone help you. Dun dun dun. Loophole. Anyways, um, he's having dinner with Agent Smith in the Matrix, and he's trying to cut a deal uh, to put himself back in the Matrix permanently. Mm-hmm. And 
they're in this being like, deceiving. They're in this five star restaurant that's absolutely beautiful, and the th- the thing that's so amazing about it is essentially just for the fact that um, they're so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, why is this why is this such a great scene? Because he cuts the steak. He looks at the steak. He cuts yeah. the steak. He looks at it. And then he even says, you know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After 9 years, you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. Wow. And it's it, it strikes such a core because it's like he knows what the real world is. He absolutely knows what the real world is and there should be no going back to yeah. that or going back from that. He misses just the sensations, the tastes, the mm-hmm. flavors, the smells. He misses that so much that he doesn't care that it's fake. He will deny reality. He will deny reality. Mm-hmm. It's like Plato's cave. He like got out and went back in. It's yeah. It's um uh, the what the hell they call it the cave the something of the cave the Plato's cave. No, it's it, it's it's got its own word. What the what the hell's the word? Uh, it's a type of story. Shadow puppets. So soliloquy. No, that's a poem. There's a word for it. The analysis therapist. It's an anal. It's <laughs> God. This is gonna drive me crazy. Absolutely drive me crazy. Anyway, um, I mean, it's is it a metaphor for drugs? Like what? Like what is it? Like you prefer you prefer non-reality to reality. Well, well, kind of like a lot of people. Are like I'm just not gonna vote. Doesn't matter. I'm like well, okay. I'm okay. Actually, I'm. It's not like that, because <laughs> that's a whole different uh, can of worms. Who, who do you vote for, the uh, the bully or the cheater? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Wow. Okay, moving forward. Um, so it's I a mean, great scene. Obviously, it's oh, not. It's you don't think amazing. of that when you think of the Matrix. I didn't no, even remember but, it. But, but it is. A it really was one great of the scene. first things I thought about when I thought of food scenes because that scene is so powerful. Huh. And it's so overlooked in in the whole grand scheme of the Matrix world. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's willing to forego his his own fate. Because he knows once you get put back in the Matrix, you're going to die at any point. No one cares about people in the Matrix. He doesn't care. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Uh-oh. Compare that scene to the Gold Rush scene with Charlie Chaplin. <clears throat> See, one, per, one furthers the story and one's... Just simply iconic for the sake right? of being iconic. Do we? So do we? Are we keeping iconic just for iconic conisms? I made that word up too. That's a great word. <clears throat> Thank you. Let's, I'm. Uh, how, how do you feel about it? Because I'm, I'm obviously pushing hard for it. I get it. I know how important Charlie Chaplin is to film history. I know how important oh, you, that you scene wanna, is to Charlie Chaplin's career. You want to get rid of Gold Rush? Kinda, yeah. That's not fair, though, because back then they didn't have the technology nor, like, I mean, I guess the people that did have the cognitive capacity to think of stories like The Matrix weren't uh, necessarily making films. Here's the thing. Look a little bit deeper into that scene. What is he doing with the the rolls on the fork? He's trying to, I mean, it's during the the Depression. I mean, the Gold Rush happened during the Depression, right? Right. 
he's trying to lighten the moods of these people that are severely downtrodden. Yeah. And that's the only thing he had was dinner rolls and a fork and two forks. Yeah, that is very beautiful. Okay. In a way, that's his Matrix scene. <laughs> he blew my what? mind. <laughs> well, I, that's not fair. I shouldn't have thrown that comparison out there. All right. I was um, just I was amazed that those two films were on the same list. Keep, dude, that's why I love this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. Talk to me about the last nominee before we get into it. Oh, yeah. We have one more. <laughs> Flashdance. My... I don't remember the scene. Oh, goodness. I love my girlfriend so much. But she is so hot in this movie. And she's like seducing him. It's like the scene where she's like the her his um, whatever ex-wife shows up and she like strips down and she still has the cuffs. She's wearing the tuxedo and like yep. she's like playing footsie with him under the table. And she's got that lace sock on. She's got how sexual this grabbing really his crotch is. and. When she's eating the lobster, she's like sucking it out of, you know, whatever. The so claws really it's, and it's this should come down between nine and a half weeks and flash dance. Yeah, and I sex scene. I think this is way more sensual and hotter. I mean, she is batshit crazy in this movie. Forgive my language. Beep. You know, she sees him, she throws a rock through his window and just like ah, 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 and you're just like Lady, he loves you. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh Whoo! Whatever that bill is, I would have paid it that night at that dinner because she uh, she, she did she, she did things to all of us. What's the better lobster scene, Flash Dancer Annie Hall? Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I love Flash Dance so much. What's the better sexy food scene, Flash Dancer Nine and a Half Weeks? Flash Dance. Did we even put Nine and a Half Weeks on? No, I don't think it made a cut. Oh damn it! I re- removed my <laughs> objection. Um, I don't think it's <sighs> okay. I'll, I'll take it off. I, I'll admit it's a week. We can't. Yeah, say. it's it's not like you don't think of film history with food. You don't think of flash dance. No, absolutely not. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're trying to do a top ten. We're trying to do a top. Or do 10. we get seventeen like AMC? No, seventeen is friggin' weird. I think we. Um, I think we. All right, so we obviously agree with Willy Wonka. There's no denying Willy Wonka, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventures Breakfast, we both agreed on. Or did we? We'll see. Um, let's see. You never talked about Hook. Oh, where's Hook? It's on your list. Why did it get crossed the off? The food fight. It's not. It's underneath my cousin Vinny. Oh, dude, that dessert. That was another. Oh, shit, you're right. That was another one that Mike voted for. Hmm. Dude, you talk about. Like, I really date you guys. You know, you, 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 I'm a little bit older than you. You're so young and impressionable at that age. It's all right. It's Just all right. right. What do you mean? It's amazing. It's Robin Williams, dude. The, the animated Disney film is better than Hook. No. I was never that, like, sold on Hook. I get it. I've seen it a million times. I'm going to have to trump you on this one because that Bangarang. scene. The whole, well, f- to get to hell with Bangarang, I, I could give. Well, I, I say Bangarang five times a day, but. Um, <laughs> Just the fact that, like... It is a colorful scene. It's the whole... The color annoys me. I will say that. Like, the everything's a pastry. Yeah, there's only right. there's one turkey and everything else is a pastry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the table looks amazing. The ta- Well, it's just the fact that, like, it's all imagination. And it takes, like, him degrading himself down to juvenile uh, insults to him, for him to, like, really enjoy the imagination of it all. We've already cut some films that are... 
more iconic film scenes than that. I can't believe you're going to make me get rid of Hook, dude. I am. <clears throat> I am. How There's the no he- way. Dude, I guarantee you if we open this up to, to the listeners, they're going to say you're insane for getting rid of Hook. I'd put the fish from Trading Places ahead of that one. You're nuts. No way. You are He's eating the hair. Nuts. And the beard is all gray and dirty. Dude, that's a throwaway scene. I love that scene. <laughs> all these scenes I love that we're talking about. Don't get me wrong. But you're, dude, Hook is iconic, man. That's not. Uh, I think of Hook. I think of that. Hook's not that good of a movie. Why do you say that? You were just young. It, it's it's you're going back to like your. Inner you just child. got done talking about Flashdance and her sucking That's on a lobster. Right. Don't you talk bad about Flashdance? <laughs> and I don't want to hear nothing about Bloodsport either. <laughs> Kumate, Kumate. <sighs> Come on. I'm not taking it off yet. Not My cousin yet. Vinny, Pulp Fiction, Annie Hall, Willy Wonka. Like these are great. Inglorious Bastards scenes. is moving forward because, because. Wow. Because we we both agreed on it. Yeah. Um, Godfather. Okay, so three are already on there. Um, which one from The Godfather? The Dinner Ambush? Yeah, we did talk about that at length, didn't we? I feel like it deserves it. Okay. Um, Gummo. Gummo. I do want to see Gummo on that. It's just, it. it's so unique. Yeah. It's unlike everything else. It's our list. Um, Great Outdoors, the old 96er. Oh, give us a second. Um. Okay, uh, of the ones that hold on, can we can we red light the ones that we've already put on there? Yeah, uh, what, pick one that that you really want to make a case for. Okay. Hmm. Wow, you're really uh, really coming through. Oh, Pulp Fiction, we both really agreed on, right? Yeah. Okay, so right now we have six on there. Come on, man, do some talking here. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at our list. I th- <sighs> I think Cool Hand Luke's got to be on there. Really? Yeah. But um, we can put that up against the old 49 or old 96 or whatever it is. We can wait on that. I, would, I wouldn't I would put Annie Hall on there. I'd, I'd get rid of really? Annie okay. Hall. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of lobster scenes in cinema history, turns Apparently out. Apparently there are. And um, uh, none of them made our top ten. So We talked about Texas Chainsaw for a while. That's got to be. If we're talking like the, the, the in the history of horror... Yeah. There's nothing scarier than that scene. I mean, three more slots. Jeez, that went quick, huh? I can, now I know why they did 17. They're like, <laughs> screw Everybody up. got in a room and they're like, no. Um, Oh, we, we did say Inglorious Bastards. This has got to be exciting for the listeners. Yeah, totally. Us <laughs> going through his <laughs> spreadsheet. Um, Rocky, we can get rid of. Yeah, it's it's so quick. Yeah. So, so I mean, quick. you think of Rocky, you think of the eggs, but you think of a whole lot of other stuff, yeah. too. Um. See now we're gonna start getting into. I feel like if we put uh, how many we put the Godfather. I I really love Black Mass, but I feel like we're gonna do too many. And if we're talking movies. gangster movies, like that's that scene is, it's up there. Oh, it's such a good scene though. Okay, so <clears throat> we have three slots. What else? Yeah, what do we have left here? Jeez. You you pick one out of those that you can't do without. <sighs> um I'm gonna say the Breakfast Club scene. Really? Yeah. Really? Can, we, in- get, can we get rid of Stand By Me? Yeah, we can get rid of Stand By Me. 
Well, really, Breakfast Club. Oh, do you, do you, is the Stand By Me pie eating contest more memorable than the Breakfast Club? Probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm putting Stand By Me back on. And I'll get rid of the Breakfast Club. But they I did don't a think good job. I still don't think Stand By Me deserves to go forward. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Here, okay. Here. If I'm getting rid of Stand By Me, you've got to get rid of Hook. No, here, here's the thing. Um, no, because screw you. Hook is awful. <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. Um, oh, damn it. It's not that good. Great Outdoors has to go on there. It's so memorable. It does. I agree. Great Outdoors? Yeah. Thank you. That's all I care about. Wow. Two slots left. You're going to dish your boy Charlie Chaplin over stupid hook? No. Okay. That Wow, thank you. That That made it very easy. But does Gold Rush deserve to go forward? Let's hold off. Just as long as we get rid of Hook. Cool Hand Luke, way, way more iconic than the Hook food fight. Thank you. Okay. Give me some crunches here. Oh, sorry. What do you want, sweet or sour? Ooh, he went, he went for the celery, people. Take note. Because I got to think. He's a healthy man. got to think about this. Okay, let's just update the listeners here. We have uh, four films in two slots. Well, no, we got hold on. Charlie Chaplin's still there, and Goodfellas. Oh, geez, you're not you're not looking at the whole list, dude. You're not doing your job. I don't think Goodfellas moves on. Uh, it's a great scene, but it's not that iconic. Yeah, you think of a lot of other things before. You yeah, think of that. good call. Good call. Just think, dude. We have to pick a number one after this. I know. This graham cracker's so good. Okay. Um, Gold Rush, Black Mass, My Cousin Vinny, or Cool Hand Luke? Black Mass is gone. Thank you. I didn't want to have to bring it up. Oh, and your Matrix scene. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <sighs> okay. My two votes are for Gold Rush and Cool Hand Luke. Can you at least acknowledge that like the Matrix scene is so underrated? It really is. It really is, but it's such an iconic film on so many other levels besides food. Gosh, can we take All right, hold, all right here's the thing. That's a tough one. We're now down. We have two slots to fill, and we're down to the gold rush, the uh, the dinner roll scene, mm-hmm. Cool Hand Luke, the 50 Eggs, and My Cousin Vinny, the Grits. I think the actual grits play less of a part than the actual eggs, than the actual potato for You are so wrong about that in every way. Am I? You're not here. If you would have said it's nowhere near as iconic, I would agree. But the grits literally are a piece that set these boys free. But is it because someone's? Are you sure about them? that? Five minutes. <laughs> That's the scene. That's but the scene. Eating, are they actually eating the grits and being like? He does eat the grits because he tastes them. But it's here's the thing. It's not. It's not about the taste of the food. It's about the preparation of the food. There's two scenes in this movie that are so food-related, and they're both about grits. Because one, it's just, you think it's throwaway. It's a perfect plant and reveal. You never understand why he's focusing on these grits so much until the very end when all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, this witness has no clue what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, I guess where I'm coming from, you're right. I agree. that It's very important to the film My Cousin Vinny. Whereas the actual food eaten at the Godfather dinner ambush scene isn't important at all. So in, in that sense, your argument for My Cousin Vinny, it, it should be on there and the Godfather should almost be off of it. 
because it's not really about the food. The food it's just the fact that they're here, sitting down the having can, a meal. No, no, I can make a case that the food in the Godfather scene is important because what are they eating? Well, because gangsters are so obsessed with food. Yeah. They're more focused on the food rather than paying attention to the fact that he just came back from the bathroom, is acting super fucking weird because he's got a goddamn gun on him. Mm. They don't realize that they're about to be killed because they're eating. Yeah, and I'm not trying to get rid of that scene. I'm just no, uh, I know, but I'm 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 trying to show you I know my shit. Mm. Uh, but I feel like the rest of the list, you look at the actual item of food, and you're like, oh god, you know, the finger of ta- Texas Chainsaw, the bathtub spaghetti with gumbo. Like you know. You say that, and you like instantly. You think of the food. A cool hand Luke's got to be on there. It's got to be. Okay, so it's got to be. I'll give you one. And, 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 <laughs> I'll give you your one. Bo- your boy Charlie. <laughs> your boy Charlie's got to be on there. They're both too iconic, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, we can take one off for the we, Matrix, but right, here, here's the thing. Let's put let's put Gold Rush on there because it is way too iconic to not have it on there. Um, I we're done. Here, here we're well, done. Wait, here, here's the next question, and this this will be the last question mm-hmm. before we we move on to uh, to picking anything. Um, do you see any movie on our top ten that my cousin Vinny should be in place of? No, I'm extremely happy with this top ten. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do this official. Would you prefer a drum roll or a celery crunch? Oh, can you give me like a hundred celery crunches? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. I love celery. So, I guess. All right. So the AMC top seventeen food scenes of all time <laughs> has been dwindled down to ten. Yeah. So it has gone from the seventeen of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Gold Rush, Bride of Frankenstein, really? The Apartment, I don't think so. The Great Race, Lady and the Tramp, Animal House, My Dinner with Andre, the Chris- A Christmas Story, Splash, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Nine and a Half Weeks, When Harry Met Sally, Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction, American Pie, and Harold and Kumar. Awful list. Awful list, although we kept two. And it is now the official Snubby's top ten in no particular order. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, The Reveal of the Factory. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the breakfast scene. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, the strudel mm-hmm. scene. Godfather, the dinner ambush. Gummo, bathtub spaghetti. Oh, Pulp Fiction. I love that Gummo's in there. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Mm, this is a tasty burger. Uh, Man. The dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Great Outdoors, the mm. old 96er. Yeah. Cool Hand Luke, 50 hard-boiled eggs in one hour. And Gold Rush. Potato forks or uh, <sighs> dinner forks. That's a beautiful food list. That is a great list, man. That's re- that dude. That's we did so- good. We did awesome, and I love that gummo was on there. I am too. Love it. Love it. Love I it. I do too. Now, <clears throat> you want to put hot shots on there? Is that what you said? <laughs> 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 no, I want to put Major League back on there from last time. Um, now here's Same thing. here's the thing. What do you pick as number one? Let's, can we do a top three first? No. Okay. <laughs> um, food scenes we're talking about. Yeah. The number one food scene of all time. I think I have my pick. I think I have my pick. What? What's your pick? I want to hear what you say first. I'm thinking Willy Wonka. 
the film historian in me wants to pick Cool Hand Luke, but the film lover in me, yeah, wants to pick Willy Wonka. There's nothing better than that dude. scene. <laughs> that was a super quick scene. pick there, dude. It was. When they unroll like the flower thing and it's he's scooping so the whipped cream off the mushroom. Oh, it's so and it goes even further when Augustus gets stuck in the thing. Right. It's before anything bad happens. Augustus sweetheart, save some room for later. We're in like euphoria. Yeah. You know. And then shit hits. And the that fan. song is beautiful. And Gene Wilder's performance is second oh. to none. I wonder if I can have that be the song that plays us out this week without getting sued gosh i love that movie except charlie's stupid face <laughs> i can't there's nothing to grab onto how much of a moocher is grandpa what burp a, charlie what burp a dick and you know another thing the whole movie's about food you it know? is yeah because they're hungry because they have cabbage stew what is it cabbage stew <laughs> that's what ralphie had in a christmas <laughs> or cabbage stew again are you one of those haters of grandpa joe yeah grandpa totally <sighs> he's like oh I finally have a chance oh, to get rich, so I'm going to hop up. I'm going to get out of bed. Dead. I've been soiling a bed with three other people for God knows how long. Oh, God, just smelling each other's feet. Yeah, and how is his mom still single? <laughs> Come on, that, that town doesn't look <laughs> hopping. Well, she never ladies. left the house. She had to cook for four, five, six people the whole That's time. That's right. He is Gross. a con man. And you know what else? He starts singing like uh, about himself. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. I've got a golden ticket. Oh, no, do you, you don't, Dick. Charlie's ah. got it, you son of a bitch. God, he's a bad man. Oh, God. And you know what? Charlie's a bad guy, too. Gene Wilder, you should have picked a different kid. All right, you should have picked a Gustus. You know what? <laughs> he is always my favorite. I can always I relate with him. I love it when the father eats the microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, dude, we got to get drunk one night and just rip on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because, like, dude, mm. even, even from the very beginning with the candy dude, the candy store owner, it's like, tell <laughs> yeah. me he's not a pedophile. We be. Oh, so wow. creepy. I guarantee you he drives a windowless van. God, but I love that movie. I love it's it so much. It's a great movie. I love it so much. And you know why? Because that scene. You know what's weird? Nobody realizes this. Huh. That scene where they finally get into the chocolate factory, mm-hmm. that's halfway through the movie. Yeah, because the hunt for the seven yeah. kids, basically. Because nobody remembers anything that leads up to it. They remember that, like, yeah, everyone's finding a golden ticket. That's half the movie. That's crazy. Because you think, oh, it's probably 15 minutes leading up to that scene. Nope. It was, it's, if that movie is two hours long, they spend an hour trying to find the ticket. Wow. And then the next hour is morbid. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Am I coming in clear? <laughs> I love Mike TV. Mike TV. God, I love all of them. Oh, but mostly so you, Gene Wilder. I hope you're listening. Uh, he's a good man. You know he was supposed to play yogurt in Spaceballs, right? Yogurt. I hate yogurt. <laughs> Even with strawberries. With strawberries. Uh, dude, I lo- dude listen, listen to this list one more time. Yeah, run it down. Willy Wonka, number one, Chocolate Factory, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, just watching the breakfast get made. Love that. Inglorious Bastards, the strudel scene. God, Strong. We picked that apart, and it was Strong. great. Godfather, the dinner ambush. Probably the you can't l- not feel things watching Probably that Probably the least food-related scene, but <laughs> still so amazing. Yeah. Gummo, the bathtub spaghetti. I love that we put <sighs> Gummo on, dude. Goodness. Because n- I guarantee you people listening to this probably have not seen Gummo, and now they're going to go see it. And if they have, they're thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so it's it just makes you feel weird things watching mm. that. Pulp Fiction, the big kahuna burger scene, so good. Man. Texas Chainsaw Massacre dinner. God, that one of the most terrifying, terrifying. scenes in the movie. I love that we have a horror movie represented yeah. finally. I've always wanted to represent yeah. horror on this. John Gre- Candy gets represented too. The Great Outdoors, the old 96er. God. 
I, I would I would quit the show if that didn't make it on the list. Yeah. That for sentimentality's sake, that has to be on the list. Agreed. Cool hand Luke, the fifty eggs mm-hmm. and the gold rush, the the dim the Yeah. Uh, AMC the you should be ashamed of yourself for this original list. You're welcome. We just helped you out a lot. And keep making Walking Dead. Because we love it. <laughs> AMC, you suck except for Walking Dead. <laughs> Oh man, so speaking of dinner, great job. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've kind of ruined my dinner with Pringles and celery and cinnamon honey made. <laughs> Ugh, all good. And we kept it under two. Well, it might go over two hours with with clips, but who knows? Um, we'll see. Well, I had a great time. It was, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you <laughs> for having me, and thank you, our listeners in Dubai and uh, the United uh, the, the United Emirate States of uh-huh. Arabia. We got a yeah. listener over there. That was that was a surprise. Mm. South Korea checked in again. Ireland checked we in. Love again. We love you all. We love you all. I wonder if we got any any new ones here. We we got some unique listener uh, places here. If if I just mentioned a place that you live, I want to hear from you guys. I want you guys to nominate the next uh, award that we take away. And I feel like we may have forgotten the food scene here and there. Uh, whoever's listening in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Mm. Check in with us on Facebook. Uh, Brisbane, Australia. If I just mentioned your <laughs> your city, check in. Uh, Concepcion, Chile. We got a listener in Chile. You know what? And our Saudi Arabian listener, if you're looking to invest in any films, I got a couple. <laughs> and hey, my last name's Abby Lutfi. We should talk. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, dude, good episode, man. Great episode. Good, good episode. Uh, do you want to plug anything on the way out? Yeah. Uh, eat your vegetables, kids. <laughs> it's important. I'm eating them now, and they're the best thing on this table. Yeah. Way better than the Pringles and the Akmak. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, all of those, uh, everyone with misophonia is, uh, was able to stay checked in, because this was a damn good episode. Yeah, it was a good. Sorry about that, everybody who's got beers. So, um, mm. this is, um, this is Evan. And, uh, my name is Joey. And, uh, well, we'll see you next time. Yeah. We love you. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Take care now. Bye bye then. Happy time. Bye bye, buddy.